Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. Um, this is episode 169, and it's going to be a little week, um, the astrology for the week. So it's your little cosmic weather report. Um, before I get started with what this week has in store for us, I just wanted to say um, a couple of things. One is that my um, course, which I'm so excited about um, teaching, is called um, Astrology for Astrology for Beginners, How to Understand Your Chart and Your Life. And that's going to be starting a week from Tuesday. And we'd love to have you. So um, you can find out all details below in the little thing. And by the way, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. It always helps the channel so much. So very grateful. Anyway, um, so this week we're going to talk about, you know, some of the major transits. And before I get started with that, I want to say that um, I forgot. I just did a set, one of the things that actually we can start with is that Saturn went retrograde yesterday. And, and so it's going to be retrograde for five months. So obviously that's a that's a big deal, right? So Saturn is a planet of accountability and responsibility and integrity and um, patience, wisdom, maturity. You know, it's it's the taskmaster. Well, the taskmaster is going retrograde, and so I explain that in detail. So I'm not going to go back into that here, but on the previous episode 168, you can it's about 25 minutes, and you you'll get all the juice. Uh, the only thing was that I forgot to put in the um, where it's going to have an effect on you in the zodiac, what, what part of your chart is going to have this rehaul or reflection and rethinking about foundations. So I'm going to do that here now. Um, so uh, this is where you want to listen. I would recommend listening for your rising sign rather than your sun sign, because that's that's more accurate relative to who you are in that moment in the sky when you have your the zodiac sign that is ruling your ascendant. So if you know your ascendant, great. If you don't, you can always plug your birth time into a new into a, a, a free website like astro-seek.com or astro.com, and you can get it that way. It'll say ASC on the left side. So anyway, having said that. Saturn retrograde. So where the area of your chart where this is occurring is the area of your life that's really asking for a rehaul. And um, it has been in that house for the last uh, year and a half. And we will finish Saturn's sojourn in Aquarius at um, in next March. So this is like our last effort to kind of like, I believe it's the last retrograde before it goes into Pisces. So this is giving us a chance to step back, right? Retrograde literally means step back and look and see what are the structures of our reality? What is, um, where does, where do we need to make changes so that our, our authentic self can emerge? And, uh, you know, what, what needs to go, what needs to be reflected on? So anyway, um, I'm just going to briefly run you through the, the 12 zodiac signs to um, so where you can expect this kind of overhaul and reflection. So um, if you have Aries rising, this uh, Saturn is in your 11th house. So it's retrograding in your 11th house. And it's going to retrograde, by the way, from 25 degrees of Aries back to what is it, 18 degrees? And so um, if you have planets in those in 25, 18 to 25 degrees of fixed signs like Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, that they, this is really going to uh, make a really powerful impact for you. 
So um, anyway, this is, you can say that Saturn could be the planet of, you know, put your big girl or big boy panties on and grow up, you know? <laughs> and so we, this is the area of your life. And Aries would be the 11th house of friends, networks, um, colleagues, uh, groups, group activities, group organizations. So Saturn's transit there in that house since December of 2020 is giving you an opportunity um, to, you know, make fundamental changes and, you know, who, who you hang out with, who is your tribe, who is your, you know, do you have more than one? And is that tribe or family or group or network of friends supporting you? And so stepping back in this, at this uh, Saturn retrograde is an opportunity to see, you know, yes, is this a proper foundation for me to, again, in Aquarius, realizing my hopes, wishes, and dreams. Is this my ideal tribe? Is this my ideal society? And what do I need to do to make that happen? Um, if you have Taurus rising, the Saturn retrograde is happening in your 10th house. So the 10th house rules one's dharma or mission, uh, one's career, uh, one's public reputation, public standing. So that's where you would be, you know, you would be seeing that, uh, you know, these, it's a slow burn, right? Five months, but you, you, we have this time to step back and review those things. Uh, if you have Gemini rising, it's in your ninth house. So the ninth house is the, they say that's the joy of God in the ancient astrology or, you know, in, in the ancient philosophical doctrine. So that would be where we shine and um, our, our connection to higher truth and higher wisdom and philosophy and spirituality and yoga. So maybe it's about, you know, maybe it's time to instate or reinstate or look at what kind of spiritual foundations support us and have not been supporting us um, and to make those changes. When it goes direct, it's when, you know, back to work, right? The grind. Um, cancer, cancer risings, this will be in your eighth house. And the eighth house is a very uh, mystical house. It's, it's a house, it's called the idol place in ancient astrology. And it has a lot to do with, um, you know, connection debts, not just, you know, financial debts, like money, financial debts, although it does rule other people's money and finances, but also like the soul debts that we have to each other, what we owe people and what people owe us. So there's that fundamental looking and examining. Uh, Leo, if you have Leo rising, this uh, Saturn retrograde is occurring in your seventh house of family, I'm sorry, of um, partnership, whether it's a business partner, a marriage partner, a long-term committed relationship or and or um, collaborations, you know, how we collaborate with others, that would be where you would be undergoing that um, reflection. Uh, Virgo rising, this will be in your sixth house, which is about um, health and, you know, nutrition, health, our daily routines, our daily lives. Um, Libra rising, this is occurring in the fifth house, which is, has to do with creativity. It's the joy of Venus, uh, whereas the sixth house is the joy of Mars. So it's like effort and struggle. And, and um, you know, maybe it's about, you know, back to the sixth house there for a moment. Maybe that sixth house, Saturn, it, going through that sixth house is saying, you know, maybe it's time to do away with the struggle in order to realize our dreams. Doesn't have to be hard. Um, Saturn is really our friend, you know? I mean, we think, oh God, he's so heavy, you know? Ugh. Yes, discipline, fortitude, stick-to-itive, get it done, do the right thing, you know, that's all Saturn. And sometimes that can be overwhelming. But when, it's, when, the, when Saturn's retrograde, the brakes are off. So it's like, okay, you know, 
it goes in divine motion. And I get into this, you know, more in the in the other video. So um, it's just good to to know that you know it's a fundamental looking at you know where do we struggle and why would we struggle? Possible places to look. Uh, with things regarding our service, the nature of our day job, our daily routine, Saturn retrograde in the sixth, you might re reinvent a relationship with your boss or an authority figure. Um, okay, so Libras, this is all you Libra risings. This is in your fifth house of creativity, of children, of fertility and pregnancy. And um, what ideas are you pregnant with that you want to bring to the fore to create a greater society to, in, you know, to bring all of us into this Aquarian age where we all participate? Um, can we use our, you know, um, creative visions and projects and our, our creativity to fashion a world that works for everyone, um, where we are bringing our own uniqueness, but doing it to serve others. So that's the, and, and our children too, if you have actual children, or you might just have your projects or your children, or maybe your babies, your fur babies are your children, <laughs> you know. Um, it also rules um, places of amusement and fun and adventure. So I could, you know, you could say, hey, get serious around having fun. Uh, get serious around creative projects because there are people out there in the future who are gonna need this from you. They're gonna, they, they think of that as like, we don't wanna be selfish. We wanna say, well, the work we're putting in, it's going to pay off in the future and it's going to assist somebody um, who really will need that. So that's Libra fifth house. Scorpio fourth house, Scorpio, uh, so if you have Scorpio rising, this fundamental restructuring and putting on the big girl, big boy panties is gonna be in the fourth house of home, family, genealogy, one's roots. It can be property, physical property. It's also, you know, where we find ourselves at home. And so there's that, you know, found that tweaking of the foundation along those lines. Uh, Sag rising, that's in your third house. So third house rules um, communications and how we communicate and listen and write and learn and educate ourselves and share with others. It's also about commerce and promotion and sales promotion and networking and busyness, right? Commerce and the, the busy Mercury kind of mind. So again, you know, looking back and at the structure of our reality and how is our are we, are, is our authentic self being expressed by ourselves or can others hear and see that? And so what needs to be um, tweaked over the next five months? Um, Capricorn rising, this is in your second house, which is personal finances and uh, our talents, our skills, our resources, our um, money in the bank, as well as, you know, the things that are important to us. Um, the, the idea, you know, the values that we hold, and um, maybe these values need to be tweaked to be um, of benefit for more. So I would say it's like, and this is for everybody, really. It's like the instead of me, 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 it's we, 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 right? Not, not we, we, but uh, <laughs> we, 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 we. Say we to we. I'm talking French here. We, oui. absolument, we. Oui. Right? <laughs> say yes to society. And so look and see your talents, Capricorn Risings. Um, 
where where do you um, how would you like to use your talents and resources and skills to serve others and bring you joy and um, what what is it that will bring you joy and satisfaction where your hopes and dreams get fulfilled and um, Aquarius rising this is going to be in your first house which is your identity your physical body your health your appearance right so you undergoing a, a, a rehaul here in those areas um, of of the physical um, the personality realm and one's character you know maybe it's about um, doing the right thing and and um, creating some uh, fundamental shifts around those ideas uh, last one is Pisces, Pisces rising. This is in your very mystical 12th house, which is the joy of Saturn. So there might be some seriously important contemplations that, that, um, that you'll want to have um, to recognize and appreciate um, what you have what's, and what's in store and what, how you can um, create, I would say, you know, coming into power around the what you have to offer the world and uh, standing really strongly in that and using your talents and your skills to um, assist others and it might be about look, not being seen you know the the in the Tao they say the, the greatest leader is one who is unseen so so just something to think about okay so this week real quick um the sun and the moon Okay, we've got uh, here. We've got the. We're going to bring up the chart here for. This is for the um, for Washington D.C. And as you can see, we have got a big old stellium here, um, in um, in Taurus. Got a lot of Taurus energy going on. We got Venus in her domicile, coming into a conjunction with Uranus. I'll talk about that in just a moment. We've got the North Node there. We've got um, Mercury is exactly conjunct Algol. You know, it 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 it's, it went direct. Here the other day, and um, and so there's a lot around what is Taurus. It's Earth. It's it's mutable Earth. I mean, sorry, it's, it's hello fixed Earth. It's fixed Earth. Um, but what where it's being mutable is Uranus in the mix. It's saying, okay, let's take whatever stuff that doesn't work for us and let's mix things up and unearth um, some new radical ways of connecting. Um, so I would say with the sun and the moon, um, it, uh, sorry, sun, I put in my notes, I'm looking, it looks like sun and moon. It's Sunday and Monday today, Sunday and Monday tomorrow, Jupiter is in what's what we call in ancient astrology, Antitia, not like Aunt Tisha, an uncle something. No, sorry, Aunt, that would be a fun little thing for Saturday Night Live, an astrology version. And hey, Aunt Tisha. No, anyway. Um, Jupiter antitia with Neptune, it's a secretive conjunction. So Jupiter, even though Jupiter, as you can see here, is well into its into the, the uh, Aries trip and, you're, and it left its conjunction, remember that mystical, wild mystical conjunction last month, but it's still connected because it's like a mirror image that equals 30 degrees, very close antitia here. So today and tomorrow, it's, it's going to move out of that um, conjunction, that secretive conjunction. And I would say with that, it's still about putting your dreams into action, whatever cosmic, um, perhaps, uh, in, you know, the dreams and wishes that you have, um, that may have called to you or dream states some messages you might have had in the dream state or something very inspiring to you, um, compassion, artistic pursuits, all of these things that are Neptunian related, 
when Jupiter entered Aries, it's like, okay, let's get it done. Let's move this forward. Let's move these, these ideals forward. So it's still going strong. So use that. As that's happening, Mercury, like I said, is still conjunct Algol. So that's a, that's a pretty deep thing. What, is, what does that mean? Well, um, there, the big theme, I guess, if I could say this week is, um, this is about speaking up and, speak, and speaking powerfully the divine feminine voice, right? So Algol is like this, you know, you read about how it's a demon star and it's the, the head of the Gorgon Medusa, which is like, you know, cut off by Perseus. And, you know, there's this gory imagery from antiquity. You see these paintings and statues and Perseus thinks he's such a hero. Look, I cut off this evil woman, you know, and there are snakes for hair and oh, it was a hideous thing. It's pretty misogynist. Um, but I, I, you know, the, the understanding now is saying, no, we are moving from this society where women didn't have what cut at the throat, right? No voice. So now with Mercury retrograding and coming into stationing direct on that point, this is like, hey, where are we changing our ideas around that? We had that lunar eclipse at 27 Taurus in November. We knew this was coming. A lunar eclipse on that point, it's like, hey, it's time for women to get, you know, come into their power, embody it, Kundalini energy. Andrea Michelle, watch that video if you haven't, or rewatch it. She's so deep, she's so profound, she's so wise. We go into great detail about this. So it's extremely empowering because I know, I know the news headlines is very, very sad. You know, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, all that drama. You know, I, I kind of think, you know, look, they were, they're both, I think on a very high mystical level, they're playing out some big, what do they say that in Sanskrit? A divine Leela, right? This, this play around power and who's got it, who doesn't. So it's, it's all a reflection of something larger. What I wanted to mention was, um, it's interesting. I, I wanna stop the share here and come back to, um, there was, let me, let me share this, something I, I found here. Divine Feminine, okay. Who is this person? This is, it's Sky Woman. Um, you talk about the Divine Feminine, the embodiment and how important it is for our country, our United States, um, this embodiment of Divine Feminine. And look, this is the statue, believe it or not, this is an old photo. She was, she is on the, um, the US Capitol. What is that figure on top of the US Capitol? Did you ever wonder about that? There she is. It, and here's the moon, right? And it's an Iroquois woman, believe it or not. It was, it was commissioned in the 1850s. Interestingly enough, the 1850s is when Uranus was two cycles ago, was in Taurus, where it is now. So I felt it was very timely to bring this up. Um, this is called Sky Woman, and she's from the Iroquois Confederacy. Um, yes, it has been a little appropriated. She's got U.S. on her chest, but look at this beautiful robe. She's so beautiful. I love this picture. A full resolution. Sorry about this. Close preview. Okay. Beautiful robe, power, right? The sword in her right hand, but the strength of, she's not wielding that sword. You know, she's got the power. And look at this, the stars around her head. This is the Iroquois eagle feathers um, of the Iroquois Confederacy, which believe it or not was 
part of the US Constitution. They drew from the Iroquois Confederacy. I don't know if I, I had long since forgotten about that, but I was doing some research for this podcast. I came across that. And it, so much so was it important to the foundation, talk about Saturn and Aquarius, the foundation of freedom, um, that in the 1980s, the US House of Representatives created a resolution that honoring the Iroquois nation for their role in and the legacy they, they gave us. And so our US constitution and laws were very much influenced by the remarkable Confederacy and laws and rules that the Iroquois nation and other um, indigenous American, you know, Native American tribes lived by. So I just wanted to say it's it's all kind of interesting. We're, we're talking about that this week, but here she is, Sky Woman. Uh, beautiful stories around that. So um, why is that important? Well, Merc, you know, with Mercury, the planet of communication on this point of Algol, the divine feminine, and look at the divine feminine literally ruling over the capital, right? The U.S. There is a closer picture of her, but she sits atop the capital. So it's like that's another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, so to to sit atop the capital, it's like this this energy of divine feminine, and look, you know, July fourth, seventeen seventy six, thirteen degrees of Cancer. The sun is in the sign of the divine feminine, right? It's like, this is all these hints, hints, hints that are pointing to how powerful it is. So yes, we could, we could feel, you know, there's many people feeling disappointed or say around, you know, Roe Wade and this looks like this rollback and, and also with the Amber Heard case and Johnny Depp. But I want to really reiterate how important it is there's always going to be hills and valleys and any fundamental changes. Don't get stopped by any of that. I think this week's transits with Mercury conjunct Algol and um, is really, and Mars in an Antitia, a secretive conjunction with the sun in Gemini. Mars fiercely standing for ourselves and our sovereignty conjunct with the sun in Gemini, shining that light and sharing that message, right? So this is a very important week for coming into that place of our authentic selves and standing in our power. And I don't mean power like the old Mars way of, you know, patriarchy and might makes right. It's, it's the real power is this centeredness and embodiedness and that peace and calm that we carry as individuals. And that divine feminine energy, whether you're masculine, feminine, non-binary, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, an, it's a way of being that is um, being infused into our, we have this potential to hold this, it's being offered to us right now in the universe and the, and the cosmos. So we want to embody that. And this week gives us a great opportunity for that. Um, tomorrow, believe it or not, Venus is going to touch that point. Um, I call it a soft landing because it's Venus of the April 30th solar eclipse. Um, so where Uranus was conjunct Venus. So there's some resonance of whatever happened during the eclipse season for you, especially around April 30th, there's gonna be some resonance. And because Venus is a benefic, it's gonna bring some blessing. There's some maybe ease in terms of making these important changes to your life, wherever that eclipse happened for you, whatever house that happened, that area of your life that's undergoing this transformation around your self-worth, around letting go of fear, we're getting some divine grace in that direction tomorrow. Uh, the big news though, the, the, the louder one will be when Mars hits that point, which is gonna be July 20th, but I'll talk about that later. 
uh, Wednesday, June 8th, Wednesday into Thursday, I've talked about the Mars conjunction with the sun. So very powerful time to stand up, speak your truth, putting into action your new revised thoughts and ideas that you had with the, when Mercury went retrograde these last few weeks. Uh, Friday and Saturday, the final thing is uh, Venus is Friday into Saturday. Mercury is trining Pluto. Pluto's in the late degrees of Capricorn. We're in the middle of our Pluto return, right, in the United States. Well, Mercury is going to try and make a very positive aspect with that. And then has the energy of Jupiter around it. A trine is of the energy of the essence of Jupiter. So that's that can give... Um, a lot of benefit for revamping our ideas and uh, cleansing and, and a purification of old patriarchal or old um, stuck uh, ideas that have been, that are long overdue to rehaul ourself and our the very structure of who we are, um, a regenesis I'm hearing, you know, but with our thoughts and our ideas and our writing and our connecting with others, very Mercury, right? So Mercury makes that trying. So it'll, it'll highlight that transformation for us. Um, Saturday, June 11th, Venus is going to be conjunct, lined up with Uranus, the planet of rebellion, of, of um, sudden, you know, enlightenment, um, self-realization, the future self, the Kundalini energy embodied future self. You know, it's also on, a, on an, uh, another aspect of it is chaos and catastrophe. You know, I'm not going to, you know, we can't sugarcoat this. There is that reality. Um, but we have to know that Uranus is the great liberator. Sometimes it's got to wake up and shake up and break up. And it may not be easy or, or at all. And it, it often isn't. Um, and it scares the heck out of us. <clears throat> but it ultimately will liberate us and it brings us to have that faith that it brings us to a better place. So Venus conjunct Uranus could be a sudden financial shift. I'm sure there'll be a lot of volatility in the stock market. Maybe a, a correction around you know, Bitcoin, right? Digital Uranus, AI, the internet could be some major. It's all I know that Bitcoin and, and the crypto currencies, there has been some reversals. Well, that could create, you could see another big jump on um, Friday into Saturday. Uh, however, I want to, um, as it's going to do that, it's going to be um, opposing the full uh, the, um, um, the moon in Scorpio. So that would, to me, would be about finding comfort in the unknown. You know, the, the moon in Scorpio, that's not the easiest place. It's actually the least easy place for the moon. The moon, you know, we want comfort. And this is an opportunity where we say, hey, you know what? There's a new uh, paradigm of comfort coming on board called trust, let go of what, that you have to see and sense everything and just know that we are getting the resources that we need. Not like we sit back and do nothing, but it's to face our fears and walk through whatever it is that old, perhaps subconscious patterns of relating and, and bonding and things where we wouldn't, we feel like we can't let go of fear and and prime, you know, the urge to control or hang on or manipulate that we have this opportunity to let that go, let that stuff go. Um, finding comfort in the unknown, not easy, right? But we can do this. Um, I would say too, with with that Venus, you know, in that in her home sign of Taurus, this would be a and there's a great um, article I found, and I'm going to put it, post it on LinkedIn, and it's from ancient-code.com, and it's called uh, 
It's about talking to trees. And I would say this is a good week to be in nature and, and you know, okay, so your neighbors are watching, well, whisper then, you know. <laughs> so you had a privacy fence, oh, good. <laughs> Hello, tree. No, really, come on. And this article is so cute. They called it the Wood Wide Web. There's Uranus and Taurus. The real internet is the Wood Wide Web, right? The mic, they call it, talk about mycology and how the largest organism in the world are fungi and the myco, I'm not saying the word wrong, mycor, myco, mycology is the, is the study of mushrooms and things, but that would be a great thing to do this weekend. That's, that's my recommendation. Tree talk. And they talk, and this article talks about how trees talk to one another on that all over the world. It's connected. It's the world's largest organism. It's like, let's just sink our feet into that. Um, so yeah, I think that's, um, I will finish by giving you some, um, in, and you know, your Venus and, and your conjunct Uranus, you could find, fall in love with an alien. I don't know. Or just <laughs> some ET shows up at your door and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm available. No, um, it could be, it could be somebody that's totally outside your comfort zone or totally outside who you normally would go out with. Right. You might, I don't know, you might find them on one of those apps, the, the dating, you know, I don't know, Tinder or whatever those things. I, I, sh I, I just freak out about those things. I don't like all that, um, the surveillance and all that stuff that whatever, that's just my opinion. Okay. I'll leave that out, but you could find love in a very unexpected place or in a very unexpected way, just saying, and that is Saturday. That is date night. Uh, let me see. Let me find my book just a second. Okay, this book I mentioned before, it's one of my favorite books, The Archetypal Universe, Rand Butler, uh, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. Um, anyway, uh, I'm gonna read you, these are, these are some keywords for what this, this conjunction, your, your Venus aligned with Uranus opposing the moon for Saturday, June 11th. We'll be feeling it most strongly on that day, but of course you'll feel it you know, leading into that. Okay, Moon, Venus, Uranus, the principles. Okay, breakthroughs of love and friendship, yearnings for romantic and emotional stimulation, feelings of excitement and aliveness, ecstatic emotional transcendent, transcendence. Okay, let me repeat that one. E ecstatic emotional transcendence. Uh, order me a case, dropship, thank you. Amazon, yes, FedEx, two day delivery. No, overnight. <laughs> Ah, impulsive. All right, so here's, here's the downside. What you want to manage is impulsive, romantic, or emotional infatuations, sudden unpredictable changes of feeling, cravings for novelty and excitement, which preclude a deeper intimacy. Ooh, right. cravings for novelty and excitement, which preclude a deeper intimacy. So go deeper, right? That moon and doesn't like, moon and Scorpio doesn't want to go deep, but I'm like, no, just go out of that comfort zone. So um, a rebirth of love and connection, a bright and vivacious style, a love and of bright and eccentric clothing. You know, you could show up with green, you know, fall in love with someone with green hair. I don't know. Um, irresistible cuteness. Uh, social sparkle, young love, first love, renewed youth, attraction to youthful energy or younger mates, cougar, 
<laughs> Sudden attractions, instant intimacy, electric tenderness, healing gentleness, feelings of transcendent ecstasy, sex as nourishment. Ooh, there's one. <laughs> Attempts at polyamory or open marriage, habitual impulses to flirt. You know, this, you know, Uranus pulls out all the stops. Exhilarating emotional responses to color or harmony, a talent for hosting exciting parties. Couldn't we all use exciting, after two years of COVID, you know, I'm ready for an exciting party. I don't know about you, but just saying. Emotionally stimulating art and music, aesthetic rapture or epiphany, early artistic talent. Here's some cool stuff, mother-daughter, all right? Um, healing of mother-daughter issues, exciting mother-daughter relationships, an interesting and loving home life, fun and loving families, happy moms. The body, and here's here's the thing with Algol, right? That the, the, the severed head, the woman, right? We are, re, we are healing and reconnecting with our voices and our bodies. It says here, um, the, the, um, the body as sacred, feelings of feminine liberation, a sense of all women as sisters, no competition, right? Cooperation. The mother as divine lover to the infant, reunion with the divine feminine, beautiful and compassionate goddesses, the princess archetype, the rebirth of Persephone or Ishtar. So yeah, thank you, Ren. So that's all I got for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed that and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I'd love to hear how, how it is going for you. You can always leave your comments below. Um, love hearing from, or just email me. Some of you are shy, that's okay. Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. All right. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Bye for now.